What's up, guys, and welcome to the weekly Q&A. Our first question comes from Cam Spire Fulcrum, who asks if we'll see a flashback in The Rise of Skywalker when or if 3PO's memories are restored. I thought that was an interesting idea that I hadn't really thought about because flashbacks are rare in Star Wars. And yeah, we didn't get any until just recently. Yeah, uh, The Last Jedi is the first time that we've ever really seen them. I Rogue One kind of sort of had some, but uh, I guess that does kind of open doors for it. And I have obviously very badly want Anakin to be in this movie. I figured it would happen as a Force ghost, but could happen as a flashback too. Yeah, I mean, if they want people to really feel nostalgic seeing this movie, I wouldn't be surprised if they threw in a bunch of great, like, best of moments of, of the other movies. Um, I don't know if they'll do that, though. Uh, yeah, I'm still kind of skeptical that they will, just because it is so rare for Star Wars. But yeah, the sequel trilogy, uh, the, the Force back, they've been calling it, Ray's Vision and The Force Awakens is another example. So I don't know, they've been kind of like playing with that. I could kind of see them going full on like, yeah, let's just do a flashback. They might need to, to tie up all nine movies. I know that's like a huge job for JJ to pull off. So if he has to use flashbacks, I'm sure that he will, if that makes his job easier. And I, I think that would be a cool time to do it. If that's what's happening with 3PO, that's what a lot of people have been speculating, including us. So, yeah, that that could be an interesting time because what's he going to do? Sit there and tell them a story? And, like, (laughs) that's not very visually interesting to watch. It would be like... I don't know. He tells a story to the Ewoks. I I was about to bring that up, but uh, he does, like, all those sound effects and stuff. (laughs) Like, I can't imagine him doing that to Ray and Poe and Finn. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if they're going to do a big flashback moment... This would be the time to do it, just to, not only for the story, but to remind the audience, like, here are some of the big moments that we saw in the previous films. Yeah, it would be a little odd, though, especially if the flashback showed us something brand new. Like, here's a scene between Anakin and Padme that's important now, but it wasn't important in the prequels. Like, that's a little bit, uh, and again, maybe narratively it's just something that they might have to do to bring this to a satisfying end but it would still feel a little bit like they're just forcing something in here so that the rest of the stuff makes sense ryan lavering wants to know if the republic will be reinstated at the end of episode nine again (laughs) i think that this movie is going to end without giving us a big look at the galaxy i mean that's one of the downsides to the sequel trilogy I have is just, we don't really know what's going on politically. We're like, oh, there's the new Republic. Oh, they're gone. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I think that it'll be more like Return of the Jedi where we get closure for all of our characters. We're going to get closure for the Skywalkers, uh, but we're not really going to see the new Republic flag being raised on Coruscant or something like that. Are we going to see an array of cities celebrating... Maybe Pull, like pulling down statues <laughs> like we did at Return of the Jedi. <laughs> the First Order got some statues up real fast. <laughs> and they're like, no, take them right back down. <laughs> I mean, maybe because that's another good way to just bring in that nostalgia. But I don't know. I, they can't do too many things that Return of the Jedi did. Yeah. 
I think that they really should just focus on uh, the the new sequel trilogy characters and the Skywalkers as a whole. That's the important part that we need closure on is the Skywalker family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't see like the politics of the universe being a big deal in this movie. Like you said, it's going to be more about the characters wrapping up their stories. And I actually have a feeling that this movie is going to end abruptly, hmm. which I'm a little worried about, but I'm sure it'll make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis Fenton asks if we think Ray's parents will be confirmed in the rise of Skywalker. See, I'm definitely one of the people that like that she's a nobody. Um but I could still see them keeping that. Like, your parents didn't come from some rich lineage, but she might still have questions. So I can see them going into more detail about that. I just don't want to all of a sudden have confirmation that she's a Kenobi or a Skywalker or blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. If we learn more about the nobodies that her parents were, I'm okay with that. But at this point, it's also not something I super care about. I was satisfied when uh, she says they were nobody. That's fine for me. Like, this movie already feels like it has a ton going on, so I don't really need them to reconfirm anything. Yeah, Daisy really keeps saying in interviews, like, no one really knows who Ray is and what what she's about. And I think that's what this movie's about. It's not about her parents. Uh... I don't know, if J.J. Abrams had been able to do all three of these movies, I think we would have a better chance at learning more about our parents just because he kind of set that up in The Force Awakens a little bit. But then with what Ryan Johnson did, which I don't think was bad, uh, I think that, that we just don't need it. <laughs> I, I Yeah, I, I agree. We don't need it. I do think they're going to touch on it just because they've been talking about it in interviews and stuff like JJ has still been hinting at things. So I do think we're going to learn more. I just hope it doesn't negate the nobody thing. Cause mm-hmm. I like that's my, that's how I interpret the force. You don't need to be some part of a lineage. Like yeah, having Skywalker blood does mean something, but not every Jedi came from some long line of Jedi. Yeah. Uh, I do think they're going to touch on it and I just hope that it isn't too much all that like I am a little curious because JJ did kind of set up in The Force Awakens that Maz Kanata tells her like you keep looking to the past you're looking at your parents and they're not coming back like they're not important you need to look ahead to the future so like I do think he kind of set up Ryan to deliver that spike of like they're nobody yeah but maybe and probably he did have other plans and so who knows? We'll see. <laughs> the The one backstory that we are going to get, which has been pretty much confirmed, I think, in interviews, is Finn. Yeah, they said that we would learn more about his family, uh, which is interesting. Yeah, or at least where he came from and like his upbringing in the First Order, maybe. I don't know. Maybe he's got some more friends in the First Order, some more buddies that yeah. he will convert and then cause the the... Revolt. Yeah, the Stormtrooper revolt. (laughs) Uh, And that's someone else. Like, I don't really need to know their family, in my opinion. Uh, More so because I feel like that. How would you go about finding that? (laughs) Like, 
I, I wouldn't imagine the First Order kept detailed records of where they kidnapped every child from. So I don't know. I, I hope that he doesn't run into his twin sister, like <laughs> Luke and Leia, all of a sudden, like, oh, you're siblings now. Like, yeah. I don't want it to be this convenient thing where he just happens to find his family. Right. Uh, and, you know, when we first learned about Jana's character, everybody was like, oh, is she related to Finn? Is she related to Lando? And it's the like, same thing with Finn. We're like, oh, is Finn Lando's son? Like, guys. Yeah. Christian Hardesty wants to know if the ghost or the ghost crew could appear in Star Wars Resistance. Well, the fact that the ghost is going to be in uh, Episode Nine, I think, lends itself to popping up in Resistance. Um, I'm iffy about it, but I don't know. Filoni likes to keep his animated families together. Ahsoka goes on to Rebels. The ghost crew could go on to Resistance. For some reason, I think that it would be a little odd to see them interpreted so differently in mm -hmm. such a different art style. Yeah. Like Clone Wars and Rebels were close enough. But yeah, I mean, I could see it happening. The The ghost is part of the resistance in episode nine. So I'm, I'm kind of thinking that as we near <laughs> the rise of Skywalker or at some point, the Colossus is going to meet up with the rest of the resistance. So yeah, we, we could see some familiar faces i could see not exactly the ghost the whole ghost crew but maybe just chopper that fits a little better showing up just like kind of like bb8 did with poe but just chopper by himself showing up for for some reason yeah just like rogue one i mean it's super easy to move a droid in between live action and animation or different animation styles. Chopper seems to fit a little more. I'd like to see his interactions with Bucket. Yes. <laughs> Rick Villanueva asks, what our movie traditions are for Star Wars movies? We don't have a ton. I mean, the, the Star Wars movies are busy for us, so we usually just buy as many tickets as Fandango will let us, mm -hmm. and then we... Because uh, our friends are lazy. Yeah. No. And then we figure <laughs> out which of our friends want to go with us, and we give them those tickets. So 10 of us go and see uh, the new movie, and then there are a bunch of normies. So after <laughs> the movie, uh, I get them to like ask me questions, like what was happening here. If, if anything jumped out at them... Uh, then that gives me ideas to talk about for future videos, anything that I think needed clarification. Uh, they usually help me with that. And then we go back and we'll do our review that night. And that that's it for the movie day. The yeah. rest of it's just uh, making videos about it after the fact. Yeah. The, all, all the things that you said, plus we'll maybe go see it again the next day or the day after. And then sometime... In the next week or two, Alex will go with his parents and try to quietly explain what's happening <laughs> yeah. in the theater. That's uh, the, the thing about seeing it again quickly is actually pretty important because the movies are like the Mandalorian has very little pressure because we can pause it. We can rewind. Be like, oh, what did they just say? We can go back. The movie, it's like I feel like I have to be hyper focused the whole time. So I am aware of everything and yeah. I don't miss anything and uh, there's just so much going in my head that it's hard to just enjoy it on the first viewing mm -hmm. uh, and then we go back and after the review is done after our work is handled then I can just go and watch it as a fan yeah and, and like try to go 
on like a not so busy time so that if we do pull our phones out to take some notes or something, it's <laughs> yeah. not ruining someone's experience. Sit in the back somewhere. <laughs> That's it for patron questions. If you're a patron and you didn't see your question answered here, just go to Patreon where we left you a written response. If you're not a patron, you can learn more by following the link in the description. Just a dollar a month will get you access to extra Star Wars Explained content, including audio commentaries for the films, and we're doing audio commentaries for The Mandalorian as they release. And so we just put out our commentary for Chapter 5, The Gunslinger, and that's available right now if you're interested. And... As we've been mentioning for the past couple of weeks, we do have a podcast now, and the audio versions of our Q&As and the Mandalorian commentary, or the, the Mandalorian breakdowns are on there as well, so we'll have that linked down below. On to YouTube questions, Jedi Spartan 38 asks if Rex could appear in the rebooted Star Wars comic. Well, we know that he was around at the Battle of Endor. And we know that the Star Wars comic, as it is being rebooted, is going to take place in between Empire and Jedi. So, yeah. I mean, I could see that happening. Hera and Zeb already appeared in the current Star Wars run. Well, the one that just ended. Uh, so, yeah, why not Rex? I think that would be really cool. I, I agree. I would like to see that happen. And obviously they would have a lot to talk about another like you knew my father kind of person and especially now that luke knows who his father is mm -hmm. uh and rex might also know i don't know he would have to have had that confirmed by ahsoka or maybe luke is the one to break that news <laughs> yeah there's a lot of interesting stuff that could happen there i i if that happens i see rex just being like yeah that makes sense <laughs> Lachlan Tang wants to know if there was actually any music playing at the Yavin medal ceremony. <laughs> I'm glad this question got a lot of upvotes just so we can talk about that Arl Knots video. Yeah. That's one of my favorite YouTube videos, period. <laughs> Where it's just silence and you can hear, uh, they put in like sounds of someone coughing. Or the footsteps. The footsteps, someone like going just around. shifting. Shifting around in their seat. And yeah, just like all the weird sound effects or sounds that you would hear in a completely silent hall because yeah i mean maybe they had like <laughs> some music playing over a loudspeaker but i think it was probably just an awkward metal ceremony and it's one of those movie things where like everything comes together to make this a really exciting impactful scene with the music but like if you really stop and think about it that would have been weird, like to just quietly stand there while people walk down and get their medals. And the Arlnauts just do such a good job with it. It's called uh, Star Wars Minus Williams, and it's so funny. Yeah. The, the best thing about it, best thing, is that at one point, I don't know if they still have the claim, but there was a copyright claim on it for the medal ceremony music. And it's not in there's there. no music there. <laughs> so I don't know how that happened i hope they got that claim lifted but yeah uh I don't, just go watch that i'll put the video in the description because it's amazing 2754 iceman wants to know who we think the mysterious person at the end of the mandalorian chapter 5 was so we've discussed this at length already but in case you don't watch our mandalorian coverage we'll talk about it some more <laughs> uh i i do unfortunately think <laughs> that my best guess right now is boba fett even though i've got Nope. A, a bet going that he won't appear in it. But I think that's what they're hinting at. I am strongly against it, albeit if that happens, whatever. But I just, I want it to be either just the Mandalorian because he knew so much about 
that character and he maybe knew she wasn't dead even though she was laying there for a pretty long time and he went back to get her i don't know or you know it could be just someone brand new i don't know i just i just don't want boba fett to take all the spotlight of this show and we did talk about the opportunity that if it is boba fett maybe they save that particular moment for the like the season finale or somewhere in the last episode that can happen and i was like okay i'd be okay with that i'm more on board with that like i just want more time to get to know the mandalorian before boba fett pops up and then everyone will be talking about boba fett boba fett's back but it's like (laughs) we're still getting to know this mandalorian character and he's the protagonist that said if boba fett is like I'm here to try to kill Baby Yoda. Everyone will be like, screw Boba Fett. We hate him now. <laughs> so like, that's a good way to get us to stay on the Mandalorian side. Um, but just, yeah, those spur sound effects, the sensor sound effects, those all hint to me that it's Boba Fett. Although someone did point out that it looks like the Mandalorian's armor when he kneels down. Mm-hmm. But I'm also like, they could adjust use the mandalorian as placeholder sure i think all that was definitely on purpose to get us talking about this exact topic yeah and i'm also cool with like if it's at the season one finale post credit scene and boba fett shows up then it's like okay we got a full season we got to know the mandalorian and now ooh, he has to go against boba fett in season two i like that a little bit more uh but yeah, whenever they hide someone's face or helmet or whatever, it makes me think like, oh, we're going to recognize this person. There's a reason they're not showing us everything. Uh, although I said that with the second sister and I was like, oh, it's probably Barris," And it wasn't. So <laughs> like, I, I don't have a great track record with that <laughs> assumption. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Boba Fett is my best guess. Orange Nation Double Zero wants to know if there will be any references to Ahsoka or Ezra in The Rise of Skywalker. I don't think so. Nah. It's, again, we've said this a million times. There's too much to wrap up in this movie about the main movies for them to start bringing in characters from like the TV shows or the books, the comics. Yeah. If they do, it's got to be like we've already seen where, oh, the ghost is flying around or apparently the Colossus is in that shot as well. Uh, I still haven't found it and I want to. (laughs) But if it's just a ship flying around, that's one thing. But if Ahsoka shows up, then it becomes this thing where everyone needs to know who that is. And most people that go to see this movie uh, don't think about Star Wars every day the same way that we do. So then it would just kind of like, grind things to a halt to be like this is Ahsoka Tano she was once Anakin's Padawan and she's here to explain this or that and like (laughs) this is Ezra Bridger he's been missing for a long time and he's back and this blue guy's with him and like (laughs) it's just too much when the trailers alone have me going like how are they going to do all of this stuff like there's like eight planets in the trailers I don't I don't get it (laughs) yeah plus I mean characters like that especially Ahsoka they deserve their own like, if, if they're going to be in something, they deserve their own show, a Disney Plus show. They deserve more than a cameo. Something like that, yeah. Ant asks if we'll see any Mandalorian content outside of Disney Plus, like books or comics. I don't know. Um, I, I would like to. I'd like to explore that universe a little more in books or comics, but I think 
it kind of depends on Favreau and his attitude uh, and how he feels about sharing. <laughs> uh, like Dave Filoni tends to uh, want to keep control of his own characters, which I'd like makes complete sense. But um, Timothy Zahn has talked about how he's basically not allowed to write about Thrawn and Ezra and what happened to them uh, because Thrawn's fate is tied up with Ezra and Dave Filoni gets first dibs to decide whether or not he wants to con- continue that story. Mm-hmm. The Mandalorian, more, uh, the Mandalorian, Cara Dune, uh, anyone like that, Kuwil. <laughs> I think it's up to Jon Favreau to say like, I want to talk about their backstory mm-hmm. or be like, oh, you want to do a Cara Dune comic and talk about her time in the rebellion? Yeah, that's fine. So yeah, I, I think it's possible, but it wouldn't happen until well into season two, I think. Because I feel like season one is doing really well, but they're still just kind of like testing the waters and seeing how people are going to like the season as a whole once it's over. And they've already started filming season two, so maybe somewhere down the line during or after season two we could see something like books or comics. But until then, I don't think so. And yeah. even even Pablo kind of hinted on Twitter that like, we're not going to get any reference books or, or anything like we've gotten for the movies for The Mandalorian. Yeah, I, I do think that they're keeping things really flexible right now. And probably again, because the first season is experimental for Star Wars content now that they know it can do very well. And I think they already knew that it would or else they wouldn't have started filming season two. But I think things are going to open up. And once Favreau knows, maybe this is the entire story I want to tell over six seasons or whatever. Uh, Maybe then he'll start being like, okay, Kara can get a novel and this can happen, this can happen. Uh, I, I think he needs to know what story he wants to tell first. Do you think they're they were maybe scrambling to make season two all about Baby Yoda after seeing <laughs> the 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 love that it created? <laughs> I think they probably knew what they had on their hands. I think they knew that maybe that's the whole reason season two like got greenlit before it even premiered. They were like. No one's going to say no to Baby Yoda. But they didn't have any merchandise ready for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, because and you know why? It's because they didn't want Baby Yoda to leak. I'm so glad they did that. That's true. It's because yeah. like we knew what Funko Pops for the Mandalorian were going to come out. Mm-hmm. We saw the heavy Mandalorian Black Series figure before that episode aired. It it wouldn't have mattered. Like someone would they would have had a code name and it would have been like cute little greeny or something. Mm-hmm. And someone would have been like, yeah, that's better. (laughs) Someone would have been like, teeny greeny, I bet that's Yoda. They would have gotten close or something. And I think it was a much smarter move to not get merch ready if they want to keep that a secret. And they did it. That's all the time we have for questions today. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussion. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And as always, thanks for watching, and may the Force be with you. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. 
Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.